More and more badass women are joining the ranks as highly skilled construction professionals. Construction and renovation projects wouldn't happen without the skills of the various crews involved. As we all know, the skilled trades have been male-dominated for like forever. In this season, I'm highlighting the amazing women doing their thing in the construction sector. Every journey and every story is different, but they are all inspiring. Have a listen as I learn about their stories. Hello, all of you amazing humans. Today I have Shayla Aspen on the show, and this is the Women in Trade series, series five with the All Things Renovation podcast. Um, I'm super excited to have her on. She's excited to be here. And um, I'm just going to talk about a little bit about her, and then we're going to jump into the questions. So she started in the trades industry by dropping out of business school, walked over to the trades building, and enrolled in plumbing and the pipe fitting um, foundation program at Camosun College in 2015. She completed her training and received an RSE in 2019, along with her gas B ticket. She completed her apprenticeship with the plumbing and gas construction company, working on spec homes in Langford, BC. And once she was ticketed, she branched out into residential service for a few years. And in September of 2022, she incorporated her own business, the Tiny Technician Limited. Ever since then, she's been working through the community of Nanaimo, BC, offering service maintenance and installation for residential plumbing and gas systems. She's also a very proud BCC WIT regional rep of many of the, the women that we've had on the show are, are reps for their area. And of course, she gets the, to then provide support resources to all the females or those identifying as and under, underrepresented groups throughout the trades industry. So welcome to the show. Again, I'm excited that you're here and I really look forward to our conversation. Um, so let's just kick off by, you know, as I always do, how did you find yourself in trades? I know that you started from business school and now you're in trades, but like, where did that all come from and how did that occur? And did you have any like tool background as a kid or like anything like that? How, like, what is it that drew you to trades in the first place? Okay. Well, I had no experience whatsoever, like never even used a tape measure. <laughs> and I kind of followed the path of, of my sisters. I have three sisters. So a house full of girls, um, everyone has a business background. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and as far as business goes, it was more administration, not so much on the tools or anything. Um, but I found myself when I graduated high school, surrounded by a group of friends that were mainly male and they were all in the trades. Mm. So when we would all get together, um, they would work on my car and they would, you know, build stuff. And it just, it was so, um, appealing to me to be able to, to do stuff like that by yourself. And so as a, a 20 year old girl, I, I just walked over to that trades building and I thought, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen. They're going to turn me away and say, sorry, no girls allowed, which is very far from what happened. Um, they actually had a women in trades center within the trades building at the college that I was at. Um, so I just walked right to that office and said, Hey, like, I want to do something with my hands. I want to build stuff. And they were like, come on in, sit down. We'll get you all situated and we'll, we'll show you what we have to offer. And I, I specifically went with the plumbing and pipe trade foundation because it had the most options. 
so it wasn't just carpentry or it wasn't just electrical or just welding. It was plumbing, gas, steam fitting, pipe fitting, and even a little bit of refrigeration we got back then in 2015. Um, so that I saw as a great opportunity to try within the foundation program and still get a ticket in all of those trades. So a first year level. Yep. And uh, yeah, I never looked back. Like I, I remember my first day in school and the instructor being a tradesman, not a teacher. <laughs> he's just started saying words at us and none of us knew what he was talking about. Cause it was like a different language. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what do you mean slope? Like, are we talking about mountains? Like what's going on here? <laughs> You know, that, that's, a, that's a really interesting point in that all, I mean, no matter what sector you're in, there is jargon and there is languaging around all of those things. And especially in the trades, like there are tons of terms mm -hmm. where it's just about the actual trade itself or like what the work that you're doing and the types of materials you're using and types of, like just it's bonkers how much terminology there actually is. And when you start like ripping it off and people don't aren't part of that world they're just like I don't know what you're talking about yeah that's like, exactly what it was like is like, I was like what have I gotten myself into <laughs> well clearly you you know you figured it out because now yeah you know, oh yeah <laughs> so speaking of tickets um for those who don't know because I mean I'm hoping that many people will be listening and you know maybe girls women maybe some dudes who are like considering the trades What's an RSE ticket? An RSE is a red seal endorsement. Okay. So what that means, and the reason that I got so excited that I picked a trade that gets a red seal is it's recognized across the world. Yeah. So if I wanted to pack up and go move to Australia, they will be like, yep, yeah, you're allowed to be a plumber here because you're red seal endorsed. And yeah. really what it means to me in particular is that I took a test that tells the world that I know how to read the code book so I can play by the rules legally. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it also means that I did a four-year apprenticeship. So I did X amount of hours in the field and, and getting that work experience as well as the technical training, which was only about six weeks at a time. Um, and, and that was really cool too, to, to kind of open up my community and the people that didn't have any idea about the trades that you only go to school for six weeks out of the year. I'm like, not only that, but I also get paid while I'm in school. Yep. So that that was enough for people to be like, oh, I've never considered that, but now I might. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have my ticket in cabinet making or joinery, it's called. Yeah. Um, and for me, it it just, it felt really important because it was, a, a, I guess, like a, a an accreditation of some kind, credibility of some kind, you know, I can walk into anywhere and go, yeah, like I have, I have a ticket. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people go, oh, you know what you're talking about. You know, it's like just, I mean, I could have been in the industry for 20 years and maybe not had a ticket. And then, you know, you have to fight a little harder to have people take you seriously or, you know, or believe that you know what you're doing. Um, I just felt for me, especially that um, getting a ticket was vitally important to yeah. get the credibility piece. And and I'm so glad I did with what I do now. I mean, I can walk into any of our clients and go, yeah, I've got my ticket and I blah, 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 blah. And, you know, immediately like people perk up and they're like, oh, well, that's really, A, it's really interesting for, you know, most women don't have a ticket in anything and that you've got that credibility going on. So with, with you and having your own business, being able to walk into anywhere and go, yeah, I've got my ticket. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So 
talking about business and having your own and all that kind of stuff. So why get, get into the why behind, why did you want to start your own business and how did you do it? And were there any kind of pitfalls or like big learning things and all that kind of stuff? Cause I'm sure some listeners that are, you know, maybe in the trades right now, maybe they have their ticket, maybe they're considering jumping and making the leap to have their own company and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure that this kind of conversation would be really valuable for them to listen to. Absolutely. Yeah. I wish someone had this conversation with me, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, but a, a big part of why I went self-employed was that I found myself being like the impossible employee. Like I was the employee within the company that was always trying to fix things like organizational things or inventory things, or just the, the actual process of how the workday would go. Like I could just kind of see the potential of, of where we were losing efficiency or where we were losing time. And to be working for someone being that person, I was more of a nuisance than I was a help because then I was just kind of pointing out the flaws in within the company. Yeah. And with that, when a company's not ready to change or to make any kind of improvements or whatnot, then then I just get silenced. And that's kind of what happened to me throughout the last few years is as I went through multiple different companies because I moved locations quite a few times that I, you know, because I have my ticket, I can go anywhere. So I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll apply where is hiring and I'll do my research. And and I really did think that I was getting on with these these really good companies. But once I got inside, I realized like, I could just do things for myself so much better for myself. Right. You know, like that's, that's where it came to was I was running my own business within a business. So I had my own customers. I had my own inventory stock. I had my own van. I had all of my own things that I was like, what the heck? Why am I not doing this on my own? And that's, that's kind of what, what sparked that, that excitement within me was it's okay to not be a good employee because that means I'm supposed to be the boss. <laughs> and I had a, a friend asked me a question and immediately I said, yes, but he, he said, are you a team player? And immediately, oh yes, of course I'm a team player. And then I thought about it overnight. And the next day I woke up and gave him a call and said, I don't think I'm a team player. I think I'm the team leader. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yes, you finally figured it out. <laughs> like you need to be the leader because you can see all these things and you can see all this potential. Maybe it's because you're a female and you just have those qualities, but also you have the ability to create an incredible work environment, which is what I thrive to have is if you have a great work environment, then you're taking care of your customers, you're taking care of your employees and you're taking care of yourself. Like yeah. I've worked with so many bosses that don't take care of themselves and it's just a ripple effect throughout the company. And so, yeah, that's, that's the number one reason why I decided to venture out on my own, as well as creating opportunities. Like every company that I've worked for, I've made it very clear that I want to bring on more females, um, specifically from the women in trades programs that the colleges offer on the island. Um, and they've just been very hesitant to, to bring girls on. Um, so me being self-employed, I can bring on all the women, all the men that want to come work for me. And if they want to have a great time at work, like that's, that's kind of what I'm all about is, is making it more of a community than, than a nine to five work job. Yeah. Yeah. So from getting your, your business set up, was there any, like, I don't know, maybe advice or wisdom that you would want to share to somebody who's maybe considering starting that journey? Um, I would definitely 
recommend reaching out to someone that's done it before. And the reason is, is it's not just done it before, but done it before in the trade that you're in, as well as possibly being, you know, a female, if you're a female, um, because there's people out there that have already done it. And it's, it's not as hard as it seems. The hardest part is accepting that you want to do it. Once you make that step into that power of, okay, I'm doing this, everything kind of just works out as it should. Um, I unfortunately got sick last year in July and I was sick for quite a while. So I took that time that I wasn't on the tools to do all of the background work, all of the incorporating and buying my business name and getting my shirts made and business cards and doing some advertising. And I did all of that while I had that little bit of downtime, even though I was actually physically sick. Um, but I still was like, it doesn't matter. I'm not just going to sit on my couch and, and be sick. I was like, I'm going to do something. So I was able to take that time to, to actually get the pieces in place so that once I was feeling better, I could just hit the ground running. Yeah. So, and where do you find the, the majority of your business comes from? Um, I did a calculation actually over the past two years, 77% has been female homeowners. So when I walk into the wholesaler, I have multiple people come up to me and say, hey, we had a woman come in yesterday. Her husband just passed away. She needs new faucets. She was in here shopping. I gave her your card because she doesn't want a male. And I'm like, fair enough. I will love to help her. Yeah, that's great. I, I, there is something to be said for that is a differentiating factor in that many women are not comfortable with strange men coming into their home, even if they are partnered with somebody mm-hmm. um, and that maybe that person's going to talk down to them or they're going to be gruff or they're going to be kind of dirty or, you know, like what, whatever that perception is that people have. I mean, I know many tradesmen that are fabulous people, human, and, you know, they're very respectful and all of that kind of stuff, but there is this sort of perception in the world that, you know, trades guys are a little bit rough around the edges right so there is that differentiating factor for us being women is definitely something that you can tap into a little bit yeah and it's safety like at the end of the day like a lot of women that I work for um, have had bad experiences with males you know not just males coming into their house but you know males throughout their life Um, and that's not to say that all males are bad like don't get me wrong at all my my bestest friends are males but um, it's just to take care of those women that are in that place where they they have no trust and they feel unsafe, um, that's when they put off changing their faucets or getting their you know hot water tank looked at or getting their furnace serviced. And then it really does become a safety issue for the individual living in the home. And I love residential, like that's where my jam is um, because I ha- can have that kind of connection with with the homeowner, you know, like this is you typically when someone buys a house, that's the biggest investment that they've made yep. and they want to take care of it and they don't want to get, you know, scammed or they don't want to pay for something that they don't need. And that's something I really pride myself in is, is knowing what I'm doing. There's so many people out there that don't actually know what they're doing. They're trying their hardest, but they still just don't quite know. And then the only person that loses is the customer because yeah, sure. They're still going to get paid. The company's still going to make money, but then the customer will be left unsatisfied and feeling, you know, like they've been taken advantage of. Yeah, for sure. So, and how many currently? How many employees do you have? And or is it just yourself? It's still. It's just me. It's just me right now. And are you looking for for growth? It sounds like it. 
Yes. Yes. That's the plan. It's funny, like there, you have too much to do and you need to take somebody on desperately, or is it kind of like you're chicken and egging it right now? Right now I'm working on a huge custom build. So that was kind of my first project that I landed, which is kind of backwards on how people do it. Usually we start small and then go big, but I went big and then I'll go small. And so that's my, my focus right now for the next couple of months is specifically this custom build. I'm doing all of the plumbing, all of the hydronic heating and gas in the house, as wow. well as the accessory house. <laughs> so big, huge job. I love it. And I'm learning so much still. Um, but once that job wraps up, like my next couple of jobs that I have lined up, I'm hoping to bring on an apprentice so that I can start sharing some of my knowledge and start being more of the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Working on instead of in, I mean, like your early days yet. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, I would like, I've, I've been running my own business for over 20 years. So I, I will impart a little bit of maybe wisdom or, or whatever, take it with a grain of salt. Um, networking is huge. So you can join a couple of different business organizations or what have you, and basically look for ones that have other trade people that are kind of involved but don't discount whether or not that is fully the case or not. Because if you say you meet a real estate agent or a mortgage broker or, you know, almost anybody mm-hmm. is going to know someone who is going to need some plumbing related work done at some point. Right. So you're going to be an easy referral for those people to give to their network of people and their family and friends. So I would, t- you know, encourage you to take a little bit of time out of your week and, do some networking and join a group that maybe meets on the regular. So you can start building those relationships with those other people who then become your referral partners. Yeah. Not only that, but then you also start building out your network of people that you can then refer on to some of your clients. If they're like, Oh, I don't know a mechanic and my car just broke down or whatever, but you know, you know, awesome mechanic that's part of your group, then you can refer that person onward and you're giving them additional value yeah. From the value that you're already providing with the job that you're specifically doing, but now you're, you know, you're, be- you're becoming a resource. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly what I see in my future. And I've been doing my best. Like I've been trying to get myself into the community. So going to like community events, I spend a lot of time at the rec center. <laughs> like that's where I've got like my membership. So I go to the gym and go swimming there basically every day. And the amount of people that I've met just hanging out in the hot tub and, you know, I'm pretty strong for a small person. So when they see me at the pool, they're like, okay, what do you do for a living? Are you a bodybuilder? And I'm like, no, I'm just a plumber. <laughs> just, just a plumber. <laughs> kind of the same thing. And then that kind of sparks that, that conversation. And then you're, you're totally right. That's when they're, oh, my sister, you know, in Duncan needs a new hot water tank. Can I give her your number? And, and I just, that makes it like the community of, being that resource is is what I'm all about and you know and you can find so much of it online too which is 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 so cool I'm not super versed in it but um yeah there's so much opportunity out there and then I'm just like I don't stop smiling all the time because I'm so excited for where my future is going and you know there will be ups and downs and of course there's been ups and downs but I'm still just like ecstatic to see you know what is this gonna turn into yeah for sure so speaking on that point, maybe just touch on a couple of the things that have been challenging because we know we need to be real here, right? It's not all just sunshine and roses. I mean, we don't want to like harp on it forever. It's not like let's bitch about, you know, being in the trades, but, you know, I, I think, you know, going into, going into any sector and especially the trades, I think we all need to go in eyes wide open. Mm-hmm. So maybe touch on a couple of things that maybe you found challenging 
and then maybe a couple of things that were just really beautifully amazing. Yeah, so the challenging things were, I mean, I always come back to saying that I'm my own worst enemy. So a lot of the stuff that has happened that I can look back and reflect on and kind of spin it in a positive way, um, everything's a learning opportunity. So even my apprenticeship was done in construction and that's physical hard work. Um, but because of the type of work, the spec houses that we were doing, it was very quick. It was as fast as you can get the job done and get out. Um, and that was each trade. So everyone was always in a rush and everyone was always kind of at each other's throats all the time. And it, it wasn't a pleasant environment to be in. Um, but I didn't know any different. I had, I was so new to the trades. This was the first job that I took right out of school. And I thought that's just how it was. And I'm going to have to toughen up and, um, as time went on, I realized like, you know, it, it didn't have anything to do with the work that we were doing. It was, it was all the different attitudes that were on site. And I never really fit in with a lot of these companies because I'm so positive and because I'm so look on the bright side that it just pissed them off. Like they were just like, oh my God, Shayla, shut up. Let me have a bad day. And I'm like, no, like you're okay. <laughs> and so like, I, I definitely had to tone it back on kind of pushing that positivity on people until I could find the people, the right people to surround myself with. And that was one thing that it took a lot of tears. It took a lot of missed days of work because of, you know, imposter syndrome. Like I would, I would show up and go, am I supposed to be a mean person? Like, is that how I'm supposed to work? Like eight to four is just like so mad at the world, like everyone else is. And it took four years for me to get myself out of that. There was nobody that was going to show up and say, Hey, you know, you're going to lose your positive attitude if you stay here. And, yeah. you know, that's what happens is misery loves company. And if you start silencing yourself, um, you're going to lose yourself and you're going to become somebody that you don't recognize. And that's what happened to me was at some point I woke up and I just realized, like, I don't even recognize my voice anymore. And I don't even recognize, like, my direction in life anymore. Like, I'm just trying to get through the day. And that was, that was the toxic part that I had to disappear from that site, basically from that job to branch out and, and take on, um, you know, more, more questions of what I wanted to do and the direction that I wanted to go in. And then I found mentorship and having somebody to constantly like report to that understood where I came from, where I'm going and where I'm at, it was like having a, a personal assistant, you know? Yeah. But and, I mean, also there, there's this element of, you know, we all get to choose how we walk in the world. And I, I, it's kind of like my little phrase. I tell people a lot about just, you can, you can choose to be negative and miserable and the whole thing, or you can choose to be positive and, and, you know, not be bowled over by things that are maybe not as great of a day or things that happen or whatever. It, it really is how you approach whatever that hurdle is going to be or what the obstacle is mm -hmm. and with what kind of mindset that you're, you know, and the perspective that you're approaching it with. So, um, you know, I think it really does come down to some, some kind of mental fortitude mm -hmm. and really making decisions and not being reactive. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and another big one was, when I started my own business, I was still working with a company at the time because uh, I was just starting out. And I don't think they really realized like when I meant I'm starting my own business, that means, you know, I do know what I'm doing <laughs> and I want to be doing that. And 
they kind of took that as, well, now we're going to triple check everything that you do because we don't actually know if you know what you're doing. And I think that happens a lot for youth and females or underrepresented groups within the trade is they are being followed around and they have to report constantly, which kills the confidence. Yeah. Like that was huge for me. Like having someone always check over my work while the second year apprentice, nobody's checking over his stuff. I'm just like, and I never, I never said like, why are you guys doing this? Because I'm like, do it. Like I have nothing to hide. You can check my work all day long if you want. But it was just that internal voice saying like, you know, they're checking over your stuff because they don't trust you because you're a female yeah. <laughs> or you're young or, or whatever the, their reason is. Um, I mean, people can choose to justify whatever it is they're doing in whatever way, but oftentimes there's an underlying thing there that has nothing to do with us, right? Exactly. It, it really doesn't. Like oftentimes <laughs> you really don't know what's going on in here. Yeah with anybody else like you really don't like they could have just woken up on the wrong side of the bed today like and it has maybe it just absolutely has nothing to do with us like zero so that's again just like how you choose to walk in the world and and how you approach things I think that's a really fabulous quality I think it'll take you really far and I love I love hearing that you identified that yeah like this was maybe not a great environment for you and uh that you know you really are not that kind of person that's like, you know, the kind that wants to join in the misery, right? So you know, being able to stay strong into that, I think is wonderful. So good for you. Thank you. Um, so a couple of highlights. <clears throat> um, oh man, there's so many, there are so many. I mean, buying my first pair of Carhartts was like the best day of my life. I remember it was in December and I was going to put the Christmas lights up, up for my parents at their house. And I was like, you know what pants I'm going to wear my car hearts for this <laughs> and just getting my steel toes in my car hearts. Like that was it. And now that's basically all I wear all the time. Um, and you know, that was just one, one side that was super exciting. But as far as the work goes, like the, the many, many positive people that I've met as far as mentorship, as far as journeyman when I was an apprentice like because I'm able to absorb a lot of stuff like a sponge um, it really helped me navigate through working with different types of journeymen Um, so everyone has their way of doing things and when I learned you know how this guy does it and then every time I worked with him I remembered how he does it so then he felt really comfortable when I was working with him because he wouldn't have to remind me of all the things that he's already taught me and I was able to do that for for multiple different journeymen and then eventually for companies and that was recognized so that was appreciated a lot and it had people you know fighting over who's Shayla going to work with like I want to take her and like no I want her and and so those types of days like were the best because it just it instilled that confidence in me that okay I'm not actually trying that hard I'm just doing my best and it's enough and and I get that all the time and so having those those partnerships those friendships and those mentorships throughout the industry whether it's at the wholesaler or with another company like even even when it's a little bit competitive it's still like fun and it's still everybody's uplifting each other and especially with this online community specifically me being in heating there's this hvac online community of people that just if you want to try it, they're going to do everything they can to support you. They're going to cheer you on and they're going to expect you to show up and then you do. And it's amazing. Like there's this whole force field of people that, you know, are going to believe in you as long as you believe in you. 
yeah, for sure. Um, so it, we've you've mentioned the word mentorship a couple of different times now, both being a mentored and you know also becoming a BCC wit regional rep and like that's something that you want to you know push forward and and contribute towards. Um, so when did you become a rep for? Um, September 2022 was my first um, course with them. So it was a week-long cohort. And that's where I met all of my now bestest friends in the whole world. Um, and it changed my life. Like that week changed my life. That was when I was like almost at my sickest when I was dealing with a, a health issue. And I wasn't going to go. But I just thought, what's the worst that's going to happen? Just get yourself there. Just show up, see what happens. And I didn't really know what I was getting into. I just kind of signed up and got the email that I was accepted and cool, let's go hang out with some women in trades. And then when I got there and, and did that cohort, like it just totally changed my mind. It answered so many of um, like these deep questions that I had about my life, like as far as, you know, what did I, what do I want to do with my company? What, do, what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? Um, and as far as mentorship goes, like it just, it, I love the sound of mentorship over apprenticeship because the apprenticeship part is okay the numbers and make sure you get all your your hours with the skilled trades bc and all that good stuff but the actual mentorship that happens on site isn't really happening a lot out there right now yeah. and so that's where becoming a part of the bcc it gives me that opportunity to have these resources for people to if they're interested or if they're in it and they want to change careers or they want to move on to a different company like there's ways that i can help with that yeah. because I didn't have that when I was going through my apprenticeship. Like I didn't have any kind of mentorship. It was like, you got to figure it out on your own or you're getting cut. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I get it. And like, and I'm so happy that it's it's not like that anymore. And and there's a lot of a lot of pushback on, well, the old ways worked. And I'm like, no, they worked in the old times. It's no longer old times. Yeah. <laughs> and we have so much technology now that I'm like, there's no excuse for us to be you know, miscommunicating on site or, or any of that stuff. So that's where the mentorship comes in huge and why I can't wait to take on apprentices is that, you know, that's basically what it is. It's going to be a mentorship. I'm going to help them with what they need to get to where they're going. Yeah. Well, and they're also going to help your company to roll forward as well. Right. And, and there's a bit of a symbiotic sort of relationship there, um, you know, because it takes community you know, not, not everybody can be the business owner. And there's some people that we need that are broom pushers, right? Yeah. Like you got to start somewhere. So, you know, that, that way we get to bring everybody up and along and we all get to prove ourselves and, you know, skill usually wins out, you know, you can get a lot of, you know, good sort of reputation based out of just the work, like exactly. this is the quality of my work. This is the product I'm putting out. You can't dispute good work. Good work yeah. is good work is good work. Oh you my know? gosh. It's like facts, right? It's like, yeah. This is the facts. Do you want the job done right or do you want a cheaper job? <laughs> yeah. right. So um clearly you're women in trades, you've got your own business going now. What would you say to anyone who would be listening that is considering a career in the trades? What would you tell them? Um, I would tell them just you gotta do it, you gotta try it. You gotta try like go through all the different trades say them over and over again until one of them gives you that feeling of like okay this is what I want to try um also do your research like do your your homework like a, a big part of um plumbing for me was I looked back at the history of plumbing 
you know, like where, where would the world be without plumbing? It would be horrible <laughs> and everyone would be sick. So back in the day, plumbers were just as important as doctors because we kept people safe from things that we need to keep safe from. Yeah. And that's with every trade. Every trade has a history. Every trade started somewhere. And that for me in particular was, was huge to learn about the history of it. Um, Cause it got me excited. It was like, oh my gosh, these people used to be like royalty back in the 1800s because, you know, they kept everybody safe and it, what they were doing was kind of like magic at the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, for real. Right. Like, but, yeah. I mean, especially with plumbing. And then of course, you know, electricity we get to like read inside at night and you know like there's all these things oh my gosh yeah the carpenters we actually have a dwelling not a thatched you know sort of situation and you know lean-tos and all that kind of stuff out in the forest yep. <laughs> yeah too funny um so I think you know this has been a, a really great conversation is there anything else that you would want to share with the audience like um tips or tricks or wisdom or have we kind of like talked about everything that you might want to share out at large yeah I mean all I can all I can say is is if, if you feel curious enough to reach out to ask do it like do ask me you can contact me you can say hey Shayla you know this is where I'm at in my life right now and I think I want to try a trade let's have a conversation about it um yeah. because it, that's what it where it starts is just getting that idea out of you and then letting you know it develop and letting it grow and see where it goes yeah there's so much opportunity like as me as a plumber like I don't deal with toilets ever like I'll install brand new toilets but other than that like I don't really deal with toilets and a lot of people think plumbing is dirty work yeah. no like I'm, I'm clean all the time I wear gloves I have my my pants that are covered in glue but you know I change those every once in a while <laughs> but other than that like there's so much other stuff that I do that's not just plumbing and that's the cool thing about the trades is it's not just a hammer and nails all day there is so much opportunity to grow and even create your own thing like there's there's so much creation that happens throughout the trade so if you're a creative person or an artistic person then you definitely belong in the trades yeah and there's also a lot of problem solving so like you know, we're using that part of our brain all day long as well. And that's something that oftentimes is not talked about a lot is that yeah. we are, we are our problem solvers at the end oh, of the yeah. day. That's, that's what's happening. We're Especially in renovation. Oh my goodness. Like the before and like, that's why I love renovating because you take something before and you snap a picture of that. And then you go through all the work to get it to where you got it. And then it's like, not even recognizable, right? It's like, yeah. what? what happened here? Cool. So I always like to ask this question at the end. What's your favorite tool? Oh my gosh, my pipe wrench for sure. That's my favorite tool. It gets me out of anything. Like there's nothing I can't do without a pipe wrench. hundred <laughs> percent. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, Shayla, thanks again for chatting with me today. I'm really excited to see what comes next for you. I wish you mad, mad, mad success in your business. And I'm happy to help you in any way I can. I know we're kind of on opposite sides of the water here, but if there's any support I can give to you I'm happy to give it um and I also really want to commend you on helping to move this conversation forward with women in trade and the mentorship that you're doing and the regional rep um position that you hold with BCC WIT now and um you know I just you're just you're just such a lovely person and you're so I can just tell like just I can just see you like through the street you're just you radiate positivity and I just think that that's amazing and I think you're going to go really really far 
Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. And for those who are listening, thanks. I really appreciate it. And be sure to check out our other episodes in this, as well as the other All Things Renovation series that we that we have up online. And until next time, keep swinging those hammers or use that pipe wrench and keep being badass at whatever career that you're in. Thanks for listening. And I hope you feel as inspired as I do. If you or someone you know has interest in the trades, there are many resources, many programs and supports. There's also a ton of women's groups out there specifically for those who are in the trades. We'll list a number of them in the show notes, but be sure to reach out if you're having challenges finding some in your area. We're all in this together after all, and we're happy to help in any way we can.